Warning, this review of Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Juan Harley Quinn for Midnight Movie Confessionals is going to be very spoiler heavy. If you don't want to listen to this at all, I would advise you all to wait till you can watch the movie yourself and give yourself a chance to watch the movie, then listen to the podcast. And this podcast will begin in three, two, one. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. I know it's been a bit of a time. I just released something that was kind of in the archives for a little bit after my last review, which was for Bad Boys for Life. But today's review is going to be on the newest movie from the DC Expanded Universe. And that is Birds of Prey in the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes, you heard me. The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Basically, this movie is a DC comic book movie. It is directed by Kathy Yan. It was produced by Margot Robbie herself, as well as Ryan Unkles and Sue Kroll. It was written by Christina Hodson, and it's based on the comics by Jordan B. Gorfinkel and Chuck D. Well, Chuck Dixon. While Holly Quinn herself has been based on Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. More or less, it stars Harley Quinn herself, played by the wonderful Australian actress Margot Robbie, who has played more like Harley Quinn in the past in Suicide Squad, which, if I'm honest, you kind of do need to watch Suicide Squad before watching this movie, but that's beside the fact. Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays Huntress, also known as Helena Bertinelli. We'll get into some of these characters later, like uh, who Journey Smollett Bell plays, who is Diana Lance, Diana Lance, known as Black Canary, and Rosie Perez plays Renee Montoya. And Chris Messina, who plays one of my favorite villains from the DC comic book universe, mostly in Batman's universe, Victor Saz, who's known to kind of uh, carve off, like he's known to cut himself whenever he kills someone, which is weird. That's something he does. And then we have LFJ Basco as Cassandra Kane. And we have Ewan McGregor as Roman Cyanus, also known as Black Mask. And more or less, this movie just came out today on the 7th of February, 2020. More or less, this is Harley's narrating the beginning of her life, more or less. Sometime after the Enchantress defeat, Joker has decided to say fuck you to her, pardon me, he's decided to say fuck you to her, and they've broken up for who knows how long, it's probably the last time they'll ever link back up or anything like that, we don't know, all we know is they've broken up, and Harley's striking out on her own, which, if I'm honest, she does deserve to strike out on her own and be her own person she never really got that ever in the com like in the comics that she's introduced or anything like that she's always been kind of connected to joker for the longest time and 
This is kind of after the events of Suicide Squad. After she's breaking, like she's broken out of jail, she decides to end up the way she began herself as Harley Quinn. And since so she's throwing herself back onto the streets of Gotham, she's taken in by her friend, like by an elderly Chinese, like owner, Chinese restaurant owner, I should say, named Doc, who's quite the nice guy. He does Mong- He's a. I guess he runs a Mongolian restaurant as well. It seems like a, a bit of a just ethnic Asian cuisine restaurant. And while she's recovering from the loss. She cuts her hair, adopts a spotted hyena who she names after Bruce Wayne, which is kind of funny. Like, I thought it was just a random name that she called it. She called it Bruce, which was nice to do nevertheless. But even then, I'm just like, huh? Why'd you do that? But uh, she takes up roller derby for a little while. And then when she really says fuck you to Joker to show that her relationship is over, she... uh, Rips off her necklace and blows up Ace Chemicals, where she did become Harley Quinn. At a nightclub owned by Roman Sinus. Meanwhile, before all that actually happens, she cripples Roman's driver and meets burlesque singer Dinah Lance, who was playing, This is a man's world! This is a man's, man's world! Like, she does the best version of James Brown's song if I'm truly honest and I don't know I do not know if it's on the soundtrack or not but I hope it is it was quite impressive nevertheless she get like uh, Ronan Roman rescues her from an attempted abduction attempt saves Harley from an attempted abduction and finds out that uh, she's now gonna be Roman's new driver and she likes to call herself Black Canary she's quite the singer if I'm honest and her powers do relate around that later on in the movie like I said I'll talk further into that more often more after that so meanwhile Gotham City's detective Renee Montoya investigates a series of mob killings being carried out by a crossbow wielding killer. Notices Harley Quinn's necklace right around Ace Chemicals and notes that Harley is in danger without Joker's protection. She approaches Dinah trying to inform about informing on Roman and just gets rebuffed, more or less, just because of something that happened in the past. Roman sends Vic- Dinah and Victor's ass, this is his scribe man, his to retrieve a diamond embedded with the account numbers of the Bertinelli crime family that was massacred around 15 years ago. All the while, a Cassandra, young Cassandra Kane steals a diamond from Victor, unbeknownst to her, that it's worth quite a fortune. She doesn't know it's worth that fortune, but uh, more or less, she's the reason why this movie happens, why everyone is going after this kid. Because when she finds out, she actually swallows the diamond from Victor, gets arrested, and Harley fleeing from Montoya and several other people is captured by Roman's men. Zaz informs Roman that Cassandra has a diamond. Diana warns Montoya about Cass. As Roman prepares to have Harley 
Harley killed herself, she offers to take the diamond like, to retrieve it for her. This is where the movie kind of gets into Deadpool territory because this is where it kind of goes back a little bit to say, okay, I'm going to go back a little bit, everyone. Now it's fine. That's what some movies could do. This is Harley taking on Deadpool in a sense, but I think they did it in a good way because this is the DC universe. The DC universe is not known for fourth wall breaking bullshit, but this time around, it's of a character who's known to be a bit of a bitch. And everyone in the movie kind of says that she's a bit of a bitch. And you know what? I respect Harley Quinn for being a bitch in this. Because you know what? She just got dumped by the Joker for the last time and is saying fuck you to everyone. Does her own thing. Gets a fucking hyena for fuck's sakes. Who in the fuck has a pet hyena? Not me. I'd rather have a pet hedgehog, man. Less dangerous. But that's beside the fact. When uh, she, when Harley finds out, like, uh, gets to have Roman agree to the whole situation, she breaks into the Gotham City Police Department and decides to uh, go after Cassandra herself, try and rescue her, and probably get the diamond herself for the money. And just to have it so everyone backs off of her, which is a smart move, if I'm honest. Not everyone could do that. Not everyone could make a deal with a mob boss and say, hey, let me do this one thing. If you do, let me do this one thing, you grant me immunity for life, more or less. You have everyone back off from, Go- like anyone that's in Gotham. You get, like, I don't care if you're allowing Batman to come get me. You get anyone that's on the Gotham City Police Department. You get any baddies, whomever I may have wronged in the past. You tell them to back the fuck off. Is more or less what she wants. She helps free Cass. Who gets? Who then flees the like, into the where, evidence warehouse and gets ambushed by goons seeking the bounty. Harley kills them all while inha- inhaling impounded cocaine. <laughs> I still can't believe she inhaled cocaine. But that part of the movie was just like, huh? What? It was a little ridiculous. But then she uh, rescues. Cassandra while dealing with Montoya and some other people that want uh, Cassandra's bounty she gets them to her to her apartment they hang out for a little bit watch cartoons Doc is approached by Huntress the crossbow killer who's the Bertinelli child who's been hiding consistently for years and then taking out all the targets and that killed her family so she's been, she's come back to Gotham to find the answers, who killed them all, and is looking for her, like, when she finds out that Cassandra has the diamond, she wants to find Cassandra and get the diamond back, more or less, which is a good idea. She wants to get her whole thing. She wants to get her all back, which is a smart move. Like, who wouldn't? So, when she, like, survived it all, Harley's like while they're like while she's looking for Harley and them. Harley's apartment gets bombed by criminals looking for Cass. It was revealed by Doc that she sold, like she sadly sold Harley out. That kind of bites for Harley because she really loved him as a good friend, a good man who really loved 
being around him. But Harley calls Roman in exchange to offer, like, to return in cast for the protection, agreeing to meet in the abandoned amusement park, the, the abandoned amusement park known as Mad Mile. I believe it was, no, amusement mile. That's what it was, not Mad Mile. Mad Mile is from Watch Dogs, if I recall correctly. That's a different story. That's getting, that's that's a different podcast. That's not this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is not the podcast. I'm not talking about the video games here. So when that happens, it seems that uh, Zaz found out that about Dinah notifying Montoya about the meeting, and Zaz. Uh, like decides to inform Ro- Roman, who's devastated by the betrayal, and decides to get back, like, dons his uh, signature mask to make himself Black Mask, not like the other movie with the character Black Mask that Jet Li plays in the 1994 film. This is not related to that movie. This is related to Suicide Squad slash the DC expanding universe. And... Basically, at the park, Montoya confronts Harley, but is knocked out the window. Zass arrives and tranquilizes Harley before holding Dinah at gunpoint, trying to uh, slash open Cassandra's stomach to get the diamond. Because he's such a psycho, he is a sociopath, and he needs to have that issue. He needs to have that. That is about, that's what Victor's ass is. He's a sociopath. He needs that. He needs to know that she will die. And the whole thing, everything turns into a bit of a gun, but not really a bit of a gun battle in a sense because Huntress comes in, kills Zass, who she finally says, I'm glad I finally killed the son of a bitch who was a part of my family's fucking massacre. Son of a bitch is now dead for the most part. So then comes the big standoff Harley, Cassandra, Huntress. Black Canary and Montoya have to team up to work together before they all die. And once they realize Roman has arrived, they, with a small army, they decide to get old gear together. Harley puts on her own stuff. And she finally has the signature coveralls, which she uses in the promo for the pictures. Well, promotional picture, like the promotional artwork and everything. She finally puts it on. I think she looks a little bit better than she did in Suicide Squad because I didn't really like that outfit in Suicide Squad. I didn't really like the t-shirt and the like just the booty shorts. I just didn't find the booty shorts that appealing to me. Like, cool that it had Daddy's Little Monster who was matching red and blue, but she also gets to have her signature sledgehammer, which... I don't think she ever really had in the movie. She used a baseball bat. She kind of did reference it a little bit as well as her signature outfit that she had in the animated series, which was nice. But we never really see the whole thing work out. This time around, it's a different outfit. It still looks good, to be honest. And I'm happy she does get to use it, finally. But, uh, yeah. They, like, they have, the uh, standoff ensues, and they decide to fight off Roman's goons. Ro- Cass gets captured by Roman, 
Montoya is shot, but she's saved by like Harley's bustier that she gave her. And uh, then it reveals that she has some superhuman ability to be able to scream at a supersonic level, which we kind of noticed a little bit early in the movie when she's performing at the Mad's World that she was able to break glass, specifically Roman's glass of a martini. And this gives the ability for Harley to chase Roman and Cass on roller skates, being assisted by Huntress, who's able to help her as well on her motorcycle. They pursue, like, they pursue Roman and Cass, and, uh, well, once they get to the nearby pier, Cass plants a grenade on Roman, like, when they're trying to admit everything, like, they've done all these things, she's like, I am sorry I did one thing. I stole your ring, which was the grenade ring. And it just, oh my God, it was too cliche, but I loved it. Because this is what kills Roman, also known as Black Mask Forever. He's dead, he's not coming back. Which I'm glad he won't come back because now there's gonna probably be some people that wanna try and get Harley again, but probably won't happen for a while because now Huntress, the Mon like Detective Montoya, who's now resigned from the force, has decided to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm not gonna be a part of the Gossip City Police Department. Her as well as Black Canary and Huntress form a team together that they call the Birds of Prey, which in, two, in turn does kind of force the movie to roll credits somewhat in the aftermath. And, uh, more or less, everything ends off in a good way. Harley and Cassandra split the loot after pawning off the diamond. Uh, they started to work their own business together and one thing I really liked was the post credit scene. Harley's about to reveal a secret about Batman to the audience but it ends in mid-sentence. And this is like at the end. Like literally post credits audio is like right where it says Warner Brothers. I love this movie, but I kind of also don't know if I would watch it again. This movie is the second movie out of all the movies that DC's brought out in the past couple of years that I've kind of said I'm done with. I'm kind of like, I'm not one and done with, but like, I could probably watch this again if there's an uh, like alternate, ultimate, like unrated version with extra content, maybe. But right now, I think this movie is good as it is. It's a good, good, good movie. It's a good way to like, make a good sequel. I can't wait for 2021 for The Suicide Squad, the sequel of sorts to the original Suicide Squad slash reboot of whatever you want to call it. I can't wait for that movie to come out. That'll be a good movie. I'm gonna even, you know what? Before I forget, I'm also gonna mention the music. That music was done by Daniel Pemberton. He did an amazing, they did an amazing job on the music, no less. The soundtrack wasn't bad either. Like I definitely know I heard some really great music that I liked in the movie. 
I, I heard Black Betty by Spiderbait, which I remember years ago. I heard Barracuda by Heart. I heard all these great songs. And I'm just like, thank you, Warner Brothers, for doing it again. They did this the last time the suicide, it was suicide Squad, and I loved when they did, because they had some good songs in there. They had Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody in there. They had, uh, what else did they put in there? I know they put in a few good songs in there. I remember they put in Without Me by Eminem. They put in, uh, what else did they put in in that movie? I'm trying to remember right now. There's a few good songs in the movie. Like, I mean, they even put in The Animals' is, uh, House of the Rising Sun. And, uh, well, I thought this was a good movie, nevertheless. I'm going to have to, without being biased, give it a solid rating on the confessional scale, which is normally 1 out of 10. This time, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn a 7 out of 10. I liked it. It's definitely worth the watch in theaters. I may have to do a redux of this if there is any extra content. If there's like an unrated version that comes out on home release later on. When that does happen, if there is a like another another version of the movie that has extra content and does also review what Harley was gonna make for a joke. Like what she was gonna reveal, then I will make a reduction podcast for that movie for this review it won't be as quick it won't be as long as this one will be because this is only a half hour more or less 21 minutes but this is where i would say if you're really wanting to listen to this review if you haven't this is where i would tell my fellow viewers to listen to wait for the the score this is solid seven out of ten if i'm going to be biased because i'm not I, i like the movie i'm not gonna bounce around the castle as it were and say this movie's fantastic it's got flaws I think it's got some heavy 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 flaws in it some of the effects could have been a little bit better some of the story could have been done a little bit better but overall I thought this was a good movie I'm sorry that this is coming out on the day of the movie's release I know I did last movie Right before, like right on the day it's released, this is coming out a little bit later, but that's fine. I just think you guys should go see Birds of Prey if you can. I know I enjoyed it. If I go see it again, I'll probably go see it with friends. This time I didn't see it with anyone, which is how I normally do it. But again, overall, good movie. Definitely worth the watch if you're a fan of the DC movie universe, the expanded universe, whatever you want to call it, the DCEU. If you're a fan of it, please do yourself a favor and go check out Birds of Prey. This is Scott Benson, signing out. End transmission.